It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to MasterCard for sponsoring this episode. Head to mastercard.com backslash small biz to learn how they're amplifying and supporting black women entrepreneurs. I had to think about it and go, I mean, this is a job. And then I went to my kids in the program and said, this opportunity has come up. I don't even know what the show is. I and they were like, for cable. They it. were the ones. Are you crazy? Literally that. Girl, they were like, um, you better go. You've been sitting here telling us how life brings you opportunities. Wow. It's your job to step up. And just said, shut up. Don't be listening to me and blow my words Right. So, you know, from the mouths of babes. And they were right. And I was like, oh, that is what I'm doing. I'm saying, oh, thank you, life. But no. And so I said, all right, whatever. I'd been to auditions before. I had done the shy video. I was like, I got this. And I went in there and it was like being back in my... My classroom with the kids. You're listening to Money Moves, powered by Greenwood, a finance podcast dedicated to dropping all the knowledge and gems from the world's leading celebrities, entrepreneurs, and experts in tech, business, and more. I'm your host, angel investor, technology enthusiast, and media personality, Tanya Sam. Each week, we talk with guests who are making significant strides in their fields and learn how they are making their money move. If you're someone who's looking to make your money move, you're in the right place. So open up your notes app and lock us in because this podcast will give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance you so rightly deserve. Before we start the episode, I'd like to remind you to check us out at gogreenwood.com and follow us on social media at Greenwood and me on all things social at It's Tanya Time to stay locked in to new episodes. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back. Today, we continue our conversation with your favorite 90s TV and video host, Ananda Lewis. I want to walk our viewers through your career. How did you get into music and hosting? I mean, everybody watched you when they came home from school. <laughs> you know, BET was the network of all networks. Yeah. Tell us how you got there. I don't know if they had a choice. Like, who else was on at the time? But isn't like, that the we beauty of it? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Give me, if you're going to have one choice, let it be me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back in the day. Um, how did I get there? I wanted to be a teacher. I went to Howard University, HU, hmm? 
and I majored in history because I thought that was kind of the easiest way to avoid the law school my family wanted me to go to um, and still make it into teaching where mm-hmm. I wanted to end up. And so I was like, history is a good middle ground. And I liked history uh, because I can like pretend like I'm going to law school. <laughs> so, but I also had always loved working with young people. I had been um, a counselor from the time I was 13 for little kids at a Head Start program. And then I just kept doing that work as I grew older, the kids grew older. And so by the time I got to Howard, I was doing youth programs, um, met some of my like closest friends in these programs that I still love to this day. And we were doing like boot camps with teens. Mm-hmm. We had some hardcore stuff we were doing for a while there. And then I got into the summer program uh, back when Mayor Barry was uh, oh, wow. mayor. Yeah. yeah, He had created this program and it was still this le- leadership program he had started. And I started being um, a counselor. We, they called this something else, but something like a counselor. I wasn't a teacher. And, and I just, I love that work. I felt um, compelled by that work. I felt like I was effective and helpful with young people. I had a pretty tumultuous um, childhood and adolescence myself with all the changes going on in my world. And then, you know, we were, um, I love how people on social media are finally talking about it, telling the truth, because <laughs> somebody put that commercial on that used to come on that says, bing, bing, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children oh are? Oh my gosh, I, was I remember your that. children when that commercial out came out. in those on. streets. Girl. And we would be out there to 10. People don't know what was going on. No, and, and they couldn't track you. Honey, there was no phones. We, You had to call a house phone that might have, I mean, it, we were wildlings. <laughs> I know I was. And I would, you know, but I was doing constructive stuff, but I was also getting yeah. into stuff nobody knew about. So I would walk like four miles to Candy Stripe at Paradise Valley <laughs> Hospital. And I was just out in the street for hours. By myself yeah. sometimes. So, you know, things come with that sometimes. <laughs> and without my dad really being present in my life, that whole track of what happens to girls in those situations mm-hmm. with the lack of guidance and, and protection. And so, you know, th- those things are what they are. They they look different from the lens that we look through from 2023. It's completely different. They did the it. experience yeah. so now and no, that like quantum absolutely. leap of society is crazy yeah it's crazy to still be here through the quantum leap like y'all don't remember cassettes no it's it's weird (laughs) it's like a mandela effect but so i I, all of that led me to wanting to be a teacher i was doing that leadership program that summer um i was applying for teach for america i literally had my teach for america applications oh wow i I never had i never had a desk i've never been that organized but on my little you know (laughs) table where i ate and worked and (laughs) did everything lived yeah um sometimes slept and so i was doing that program a friend of mine who worked at bt actually this part gets muddy for me two friends of mine one was mike anderson i think he knew keith lawson or i knew keith Lawson. i just knew people right and i don't remember how i knew people but they called me and said, here's this show. And I came from a performing arts school. I went to SCPA, um, San Diego School of Creative Performing Arts. Those teachers saved my life at that school. Wow. I love, love, love I that. I love stories that's like my that. History. Just people who yeah. planted seeds. That yeah, just, I had a lot of good yeah. seed planters. A lot of like family that showed up in forms of non-blood, right? So that gave me the start of having the ability to express myself creatively, mm-hmm. but it also ran that out of me. Like I, I didn't feel the need to go try to do entertainment and yet entertainment kept like coming, coming up back or TV you. kept coming up. I was like, what is, what is, I don't even want, I've done that. You know, I want to, I was pushing for this teacher thing because that's where my heart was. I always felt so fulfilled there. Uh, and you know, I had a speech impediment until I was eight. So I wasn't that confident 
in all these different things you had to do Wait, you had for on a TV. Speech impediment. Oh, a full I mean, on. Like, wow. Yeah, I couldn't say R's, S's. I had a, a lisp. My my tongue would. Mm. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I okay, but say what's crazy about to me is like nuts. you had this opportunity that was presented to you. Hey, we want you to come work on the show. You're like, well, I think I'll be a teacher. Whereas it's something that most people would be like, oh my gosh, I'd cut off my leg. So how did you make the choice? I kept hearing that. Like I never. The people who would say that, right, mm-hmm. have no idea what really happens behind the scenes. That is very for. true. They do not know what they're asking for. And I had gotten to see a little bit of that. Yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. I think maybe I won't. <laughs> and so I just wasn't turned on by any of that. I, I 
but I'm also very stubborn, you know, March 21st. So I got a little cusp of things, but also <laughs> just the person I was born being is a stubborn person. I say no first and then go, well, let me think about it. You know mm. what I mean? I'm like, no, nah, anything you tell me to do, I'm not trying to You're do not that. Gonna do it. <laughs> so just the fact they were like, you should do this. I'm like, that's not happening. You know, just this automatic knee jerk. No, that has backfired on me plenty of times, but it, you know, it's also served me well. Uh, so I looked in my checking account and you're <laughs> like, not I even pay much. Listen, this was the money move. This, I had already graduated college and had no job lined up because I was applying for Teach for America. So here I'm thinking this is going to work out, but the, the money's not coming in. It's summertime. So that I'm getting a little bit of money from that job, but not enough. I live on my own with a roommate and you got, I mean, I knew I had bills. Yeah, I had, had bills, bills from the day come. I left the house at 17, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to think about it and go, I mean, this is a job. And then I went to my kids in the program and said, this opportunity has come up. I don't even know what the show is. I and wasn't they were paying like, for cable. They it. were the ones. Are you crazy? Literally that. Girl, they were like, um, you better go. You've been sitting here telling us how life brings you opportunities. Wow. It's your job to step up. And I said, shut up. Uh, don't be listening to me and pay me my right. You ditch So, you know, from the mouths of babes, and they were right. And I was like, oh, that is what I'm doing. I'm saying, oh, thank you, life, but no. And so I said, all right, whatever. I'd been to auditions before. Yep. I had done the shy video. I was like, I got it. And I went in there, and it was like being back in my. My classroom with the kids. It was like the one thing that everybody else who was there to audition was freaked out about, which was the posse. Yeah. I was like, it's my favorite part. Let's get in it. Yeah. This is what I did all day. I'm count like literally what I did all day. And I could read very well because my mom put me (laughs) through speed reading because of the speech impediment. And so the teleprompter was not an issue for me either. They could just run it. And I was like, oh, because I could go fast and keep it in my head. Look at that. So I had these weird, yeah. circle, like speech impediment. And yeah. Layered. My onion got like real juicy, right? All these layers I thought were, were bad or, or faults, right? Became my, my skill and my gift and my talent and what made me stand out. And I really do believe those are the kinds of things that kept me hired for so long because listen, we were doing live TV. Have, did you see the MTV movie music? I forget which one it was. Yes. And, and so <laughs> we know that I am now just recognizing, but I see it clearly that the ability to read a teleprompter is a real it talent. Is. It's a skill. And it's something that is being lost yeah. because not many people have to do it. We have so much reality TV. People just go on and talk and there's no script. And so when it comes time to do that, it is difficult. It's a gamble. It's yeah. absolutely a gamble. And networks, television, they, they can't take those gambles. So no, they need not seasoned live. and not live. Not anymore. No. Not and, anymore. And so you see, you know, the ability to do certain things that I was taking for granted, mm-hmm. for sure, definitely set me apart. Because it's hard for people. And I didn't know that. I thought everybody could do hard. it as easily as I did it. Yeah. Because it was like, what talent. are we talking about? I could talk, read the prompter, listen to an interview. Somebody's in my ear, IFB alert. You know, there's like yes. 15 things to juggle when you're the host yeah. and you're, you're the freaking traffic cop. You, <laughs> you are, I mean? you're directing everything. Yo. And yet there's someone directing you and there's someone standing behind the camera and there's someone in your ear and there's someone to your right that you're talking to. And you got to feel it all look out. Good. Yo. straight. Right. All and pretend things. like you know what you're saying. So <laughs> It, it is stressful, but very rewarding. And I found it to be super second nature. So oh, I just so stepped into this, this co-hosting job at Teen Summit. Dejour and I clicked and it was like, bam, it just worked. Wow. 
So that first job, when I started making that money, that's when I got addicted <laughs> for, for other reasons. I was to like, making money? Oh, this is a real change. Ah. I was making money for something I did could do with my eyes closed. Yes. And that became addictive. I can understand that though, because I think about, you know, when people talk about alignment, about um, being able to like do what you love yeah. and then the money comes in. Right. And so this just opened up so many doors for you. And imagine like when you think about how you can inspire so many other people to like really follow and chase your dreams, your mm. dreams are what comes natural to you. Yeah. What's funny is it wasn't my dream though. And it was what came natural to me, but it wasn't what I loved. Mm. And so I was here in this weird kind of middle you know, zone of I'm making money. <laughs> Good. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, bro, college student. Like, you, you I'm Trust making me, those first checks felt oh, so good. You're like, I can do everything. <laughs> no concept, right? And then the taxes hit. But so you're making money and it's easy. Yeah. And it's funny because the first job, Teen Summit, I did love that. I, that's still my favorite job mm-hmm. because it was so much like teaching, right? Of so course. that job was, but then that became... You know, you're you're shedding skin like a snake constantly, but we do it differently. And I my skin started shedding there. So it became too small for me and uncomfortable. And then change came and gave me another choice. And that choice was really difficult. But, you know, it was different. Change came as in MTV started calling. Yeah, they literally called me directly to get me to audition because they were doing this new live thing and they were looking Again, for people who could do live TV seamlessly. And there wasn't a lot. No. There wasn't a lot. Not, so not talk about all. like you, you, even just talking the visual of you're shedding your skin yeah. and you're sort of growing into it. Um, but you had this long career. What made you decide to then go and create different things? You went on to create your own television show. Was that, obviously it was a pivotal growth point, but was it something you wanted to do? And how did that feel? You know, I've never been able to own that because I didn't create that. I think if I had, it would have lasted. Mm. Again, I'm not going to do things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So, and when I'm backed into a corner, now you now you have a lion trapped. And I don't play I don't play fair when I feel like that. I just don't. And that's not I did. I, you know what I never learned that I should have learned better? How to do the fake for TV thing. Like how to be the person in the room who's just always the good cop. Who's like, oh, no, thanks. It's fine. But you really mean this is some shit. And you're I'm not doing this. I can only be what I am. And that has been a blessing and a curse in my life. Right. I will not stand in a room and be somebody else. If I disagree, you're going to hear it from my mouth. And what I learned is EPs and show owners do not like that. <laughs> now that's a t- talent. Right. And I didn't care. Even when I found out, oh, this isn't really how I should be talking to them. I was like, I don't give up. If you want to come in here and tell me that this is what this is. Gonna, no, the hell I'll stay home tomorrow. I stayed home many days and ruined their budgets wow. and messed up. Set. Yeah, I was I was a, a mess once I got really pissed off about the situation. It took me a while to get that pissed off. I knew walking into it that the deal hadn't been done right. Mm-hmm. And there were backdoor deals that had been done um, behind my back. That's why they call backdoor deals. By people who were supposed to be on my team 
that compromised my deal. I didn't find out about until I left the show. So, I mean, there, you know, a lot was going on. And that's a, like, there's a lot of lessons in that, yeah. you know, because I think a lot of people go into entertainment and you think you've, you've got this team that's got yeah. your best interest in heart. Like, oh, it's great. But there's so many greater and bigger forces that are trying to make more money yes. off of it. So as you look Especially back, for a little young black girl. Yes, I was 26 or 27 wow. doing that show. So So as you look back, are there, you know, lessons or things that you would have done over? You talked a little bit about like, you know, speaking up for yourself. And I feel like I always encourage black women in particular, we should be speaking up. We should be the powerful voices that are inside us. Yeah. Um, But as you look at like management or um, contracts, like what are some of the things that stand out for you that you would have done differently? Um. I never had this cohesive team. I had great people who worked with me in pieces, right, Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. things. And I had some people in a management capacity that I probably wasn't very cooperative with. They probably really knew what they were doing. But for me, it's never, do you know generally what you're doing? It's, do you know what you're doing for me? Oh. And that's different. I've never liked people speaking on my behalf. And so that was always a difficult relationship, no matter how fantastic the manager was, Mm -hmm. because I want to go say what I need to say. And maybe that's where I would start, like (laughs) learning how to bite my tongue a little more. Like even as I say it, it's uncomfortable. It makes my stomach hurt. So I don't know if that was even possible. But I do see that there is, you know, they call the entertainment industry a game for a reason. Right. And I was not interested and did not learn how to play that game. I don't know that I would go back and change that. Um, one thing I would go back and do is at least create like one product. That wasn't mm-hmm. even a thing back then. Right. right. But um, at some point I wanted to put out a lipstick line Ooh. and it never developed because you couldn't just like import stuff from China and put it on a website. It's a different you know? time. Oh, girl, I you mean, had to have is... a relationship with Redline. Yeah. And like, there was a, like makeup Now mafia. you can get it on Alibaba, Honey. Amazon, and put a little sticker on it on whatever. Etsy. It's a totally different yeah. story. But it's... I would have invested my money differently had I had any understanding about what that would have looked like yeah. or how to do. I mean, the 90s were so different. Yeah, it we were more worried so about different. having $500 in your pocket when Y2K hit in case you couldn't access Y2K. your ATM. So. Oh my gosh, I was we just really. worried about surviving <laughs> right. Y2K. So. Like, we, I don't know what we thought was going to happen. Yeah, I can only look back with the understanding I have now, and that's not fair to my younger self. I yeah. think I did my best with what I had yes. and with who I am. Yes. And I can live with all of it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If we helped you make your money move, please share it with your community. Subscribe and leave us a review on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Greenwood and visit us at gogreenwood.com for more financial tips. And remember, money movers, if this were easy, everyone would do it. So take the lessons you've learned from this episode and apply it to your life. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Until next time. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 